0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you. And guess what? This week, it's not just me, it's me and Denise. Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. I'm so excited about what we're gonna study. Honey, we're gonna begin studying today 10 powerful men in the Bible. Not long ago, we did a whole series called 10 Powerful Women. Well, now it's time to look at 10 powerful men. And today, we're going to begin with Noah. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Abraham. Then we're going to look at Samuel, David, Daniel, and then we're going to move to the New Testament. But this series is just going to be wonderful. And my friend, I want you to order yours. You can go online right now and you can order 10 powerful men. We're looking at Noah, Abraham, Samuel, David, Joseph, Peter, Paul, Timothy, John, and Daniel. This series is so powerful. Please order yours. This will be great for you. And don't think it's just for men because there's a lot in this series that applies to everybody and it comes with the study guide. You can have both of these together so that while you see it or hear it, you can read it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you right now the book called All the Men of the Bible. This is such a wonderful book. You know, before we offered all the women of the Bible, but now it's men's week. So we're offering all the men of the Bible. This series is powerful. And this book is such a great gift to offer along with it because it will help you go and study all the men of the Bible, who they were, what they did, why God chose them, and why God wants to choose you. So order yours today. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we always send you two books as our way of saying, welcome to our partner family. A partner is someone who regularly gives financially to our ministry to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people around the world. And Denise, partners are so powerful. Oh,
1: these partners, you're so powerful because God is using you to take this teaching to people who normally wouldn't have gotten it. And when God is going to be handing out the rewards, some of those rewards are going to go to you.
0: Actually, a lot of the rewards are going to go to our partners because they put the fuel in the tank. Absolutely. It really makes all of this possible. And if you're already a partner, I want to say thank you. And if you're not a partner, please become a partner. And the moment you do, we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We're not prophesying a combat zone. You're probably already in one. You just need to know how to survive and thrive there. And that's what the subtitle says, how to survive, thrive, and overcome in the midst of any difficult situation. And we always send these books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And if you need prayer, please know that we really want to pray for you. We sincerely mean that. If you'll give us a call, or send us an email. The moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith for God to move mightily in your life. That's what we are promised in Jeremiah 33:3. 3. It says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things. And you know, it's not enough just to call out. You have to know how to call out in faith. And that's what we know how to do. And we'll cry out to God in faith with you. And God really will show you great and mighty things. But we'll be back in just a moment.
2: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
0: Denise and I are so glad that you are with us today. We're talking about 10 powerful men, and today we're going to begin with man number one, And it's Noah. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at Abraham. It's going to be so rich. And don't think this series is just for men. There's something in this series for everybody. It's just that this week and next week, we're focusing on 10 powerful men. But today, we're going to begin with the example of Noah, a man who received a word from God. It's amazing. Totally changed his life. And our anchor verse is 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Where the Bible remarkably says, "For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show Himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts is perfect toward Him." And Denise, this really means God's eyes are roaming through the earth, searching here, searching there, looking for someone to whom he can show himself strong, which means these people are not standing on every street corner. God is really looking for someone through whom he can mightily move. And one of those individuals was Noah. But to understand the story of Noah, we have to go to Genesis chapter six. So Denise, let's go to Genesis chapter six and read verses five through eight, where the Bible gives us The scenario, and here's what it says. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Can you imagine that, sweetheart? And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I made them. And then the Bible tells us, but Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. Thank God for the grace of God. It singles you out and puts you into a separate category. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Then we read in verses 11 to 14, the earth was also corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence and God looked upon the earth And behold, by the way, this word behold means, wow, it is amazing. Even God was stunned by what he saw. And behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, wow, it's amazing. Here's what I'm going to do. I will destroy them with the earth. And then he commanded Noah, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Now we're going to jump over to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, where the New Testament gives us profound insight into this story about Noah. And when we come to Hebrews 11, verse 7, it says, "By faith Noah, being warned of God, let's stop just there for a moment." What does that mean, being warned of God? Well, Denise, the word that is used here in Greek is a very unusual word that is rarely used in the New Testament. And the reason it's so unusual is because it is the Greek word krimatidzo, and it describes a business transaction between two business partners. And here we find what kind of relationship existed between God and Noah. They were literally in a business partnership together. And Noah saw God as the senior partner and he was the younger partner and his job was to do whatever the senior partner said to do. And God began to communicate very factually and very businesslike with Noah about what was going to take place And Noah was warned of God. He was directly advised. He was directly consulted by God of things not seen as yet. And when you read this in the Greek, it literally says not ever seen, or you could translate it never, ever before seen. These were nearly unimaginable things that Noah was hearing from the voice of God. Well, it makes total sense because Noah was advised by God that a worldwide flood was coming. There had never been a flood. Not only that, he said it was going to rain. And we know from Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 to 6, there had never been rain. Up until that moment, a mist came up from the earth every morning, which watered the whole planet. There had never been rain to fall from heaven. This must have sounded so bizarre to Noah and to those who heard that water was going to fall out of the sky. Nobody had ever seen this. No one had ever heard of such a thing. And then God instructed Noah to build the ark, the ark this massive, massive structure. And then he was commanded to collect two animals of every kind and bring them into the ark. And can you imagine what his neighbors and community must have thought when all these strange, dangerous animals begin to show up? I'm sure they did not appreciate what was taking place. And then he had to collect the food and create an entire organizational and administrative structure to feed all of these animals and care for all of these animals for the whole time that they were on the ark. No one had ever seen such a thing, or as the Greek says, never ever before seen. This was amazing. But Noah knew that he had heard from God because his senior partner had spoken to him. And Noah stayed in a place of faith, Denise, for 100 years. Think how much strength it would take to stay in a place of faith for 100 years. You know, you and I know many people that have been waiting for God to heal them for a year or two years or three years, or people that have been waiting for their promise from God to come to pass. Maybe they've been waiting 10 years and this seems so heroic. What if you had to wait 100 years? He waited 100 years. And in that 100 years, he wasn't just twiddling his thumbs, he was working. And not just Noah, his wife was working, the unnamed woman in the Old Testament who changed history. His sons were working. His sons' wives were working. They had employed employed an entire labor force. They couldn't build such a big building by themselves. They were spending their entire fortune, which means they were financially blessed people when this project began. Imagine the money it would take and the labor force it would take to collect all the materials, the money it would take to purchase everything needed, the time, the manpower to build that structure. And for 100 years, they waited for the flood to come and they built and they worked and they were the only ones who really knew they had heard from God. And Denise, I would just imagine that there were probably times when Mrs. Noah said, Sweetheart, Are you absolutely sure that God has spoken to you? Our bank account is empty. We've used everything we've had. We're the laughingstock of the world. Can you imagine what his sons must have said? Hey, Dad, Dad, we love you. We're behind you. We believe in you. But Dad, we just need to ask you one more time. Are you absolutely sure that God has spoken to you? I'm sure that Noah felt pulled on every side to back off of that word that he received from God. It was going to take a strong man to stay in a place of faith. But you know we're told... In Hebrews 10 17, the faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And Noah had heard from God, and faith came. But what's amazing, his wife didn't get that word. His kids didn't get that word. His sons' wives didn't get that word. Noah is the only one who really knew that he heard from God. But he was confident in his business like relationship with God, his senior partner who had never misled him, and he knew he could bank on what God had said to him. And I'm sure that Noah and his family must have been the topic of many jokes that were told at that time. Can you imagine the Noah jokes that must have been told? And you know what, Denise? I bet some of them were pretty funny. But their people were looking at Noah, looking at his wife, looking at his family, as they built and worked and talked for nearly 100 years about something happening that had never been seen as yet. Water falling out of the sky big flood coming to the earth. Nobody could even imagine that. But Noah stayed in his place of faith. In fact, Hebrews eleven seven goes on to say that he moved with fear. Moved with fear in Greek means to do something urgently, to take urgent action and to do it very seriously. He knew that he heard from God and he responded. And the Bible says he moved with fear and prepared. The word prepared in Greek means to put forth great effort. This was a great effort. And I want to tell you that when God calls you to do something, it usually will require you to put forth a lot of effort. Big things take big faith and big effort. And Noah put forth great effort as he prepared an ark. Well, the word ark is even interesting because the word ark does not describe a ship like we would think of a ship. It describes something that looked more like a warehouse. It was a huge oblong box Not normally something that you would build for sailing and floating, but it was for the warehousing of all those animals. And Denise, not just animals, food, sewage systems. Can you imagine the containers and the kind of administration and management to take care of all of those animals in cages? This was a major, major organizational challenge. And the Bible says Noah urgently prepared this huge box why? For the saving of his house. The Greek literally says, for the explicit purpose of saving his own household. That is amazing to me, sweetheart.
1: It is amazing. And the conviction that was in in Noah to do this uh, is... He had to be convicted in his heart to do it because he has so many obstacles, Rick, to push through every single day. And I love it that it's for the saving of his house because it, it shows the kind of passion that a man can have, a father can have, a husband can have for his own house. And, and that was moving Noah to do that is powerful.
0: And he obeyed.
1: And he obeyed.
0: He obeyed. and Not just Noah, tomorrow we're going to see that Abraham obeyed. That was also remarkable. But finally the day came when God spoke to Noah and told him to take his wife, his sons, and their wives and enter into the ark. And they went in and the Bible says, God shut the door. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's the part that God could do. But you know, Noah had to do all the rest of this. And that's usually the way it is. We have to do our part, and then God comes along and does the part that only He can do. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, one plants and other waters, but God gives the increase. But notice, planting and watering, that's a big part of the picture. We have to do our part, and then God comes along and does the part that only He can do. What if Noah had not obeyed? we wouldn't be sitting here talking today. What if Noah had been coaxed into disobeying by his wife or by his kids? Or maybe if he just got tired and said, you know what, we've waited long enough for this and they backed off of that word from God. It would have been tragic. But because Noah got into agreement with God, God showed himself strong to Noah. And sweetheart, I think about when they were in that ark, And they heard that door closing as God himself began to seal the door. And then the rain began to fall and the bowels of the earth, the Bible says, began to release water. And they could hear people outside the ark banging on the wall. They were no longer telling Noah jokes because suddenly what had never been seen as yet became visible to everybody. And I can just imagine... As Noah and his family were in the ark, and suddenly they began to feel that ark move. Even the possibility that it could move, it was so massive. And they felt it lift. And those animals began making noises. And they were carried safely, and they floated on the waters of destruction. Those waters destroyed everything else. But the waters of destruction that destroyed everything else caused Noah and his family to ride high. They literally floated on the waters of destruction. And I want to tell you, friend, that when you obey God and you do what God tells you to do, it's for you. It's for you. It's not just to cost you something. It's for you. Noah knew this was for the saving of his house. And as that ark began to move and began to be tossed to and fro in those waves. Wow. They literally floated on the waters of destruction.
1: You know, there's probably somebody listening right now, and you're pressing through something very difficult, and it's, it's taken all your energy. Maybe it's taken your money. Maybe it's taken your tears. Maybe, maybe it's taken a lot of your time and your worry. But there comes that moment When you get the victory, Rick, I cannot even imagine what Noah and his wife and those children felt when God closed that door.
0: But, honey, that's not the whole story. Well, no. Because when the flood was over and the ark came to rest and the door was opened and they walked out, what did they find? They found a world filled with mud. I don't know if you've thought about that, friend, but when the doors to the ark opened, and they walked out of that door, it wasn't a very pretty sight. The world had been underwater for nearly a year. Think about that. Water is powerful. Just a small flood in your community can mess up everything. What if you were underwater? water as tall as the mountains, imagine the force, the currents of that water re-carving the earth, changing the landscape of the earth, and suddenly your boat comes to rest, the water begins to recede, you walk out the door, and what do you find? Mud. It didn't just take a strong man to build the ark. It took a strong man to lead his family to repopulate the earth. It was going to take somebody strong to do this and you know Noah by certain by no means was a perfect man. If you look at the story of Noah, he got drunk after this. He was not a perfect man. God is not looking for a perfect man. He's looking for somebody whose heart is perfect toward him. And if your heart is right with the Lord, then you're the one he's looking to show himself strong to. And whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, God's eyes are roaming to and fro in the earth. He is intensely looking for someone whose heart is right toward him that he can show himself strong to. You know, I think about me and Denise, there's many people more gifted than us, many people smarter than us, I think the only thing that really qualified us is that we had a heart to say yes to whatever the Lord asked us to do. And because of that, he has shown himself strong to us and he's used us over the years. And that's what God wants to do with you. He wants to use you. He wants to use your spouse. He wants to use your kids and your grandkids. He wants to show himself strong to you. He's looking for someone through whom he can work. Is it you? It can be you if you'll make sure your heart is right toward Him. That's your assignment is to make sure everything is all right with your heart. So when God's eyes are looking to and fro in the earth for someone he can use, his eyes will fall on you. Amen, Denise.
1: Amen. And Rick, I love what you said about being warned because God was his chief partner. And I thought about when you were talking about that, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is our chief partner. And he's the one who guides us and leads us and comforts us and directs us directs us into victory and says, don't give up. You keep pushing forward and you're going to win.
0: Amen. Well, this has been good. We're just getting started. But when we come back tomorrow, we're going to look at Abraham. And when we come back on Wednesday, we're going to be looking at God choosing Samuel. Samuel, who is just a child. God doesn't just use adults. He'll use anybody whose heart is right toward him, but it's going to be good
2: But we'll be back in just a moment, and we want to pray for you. Men are supposed to be powerful, but today men everywhere feel like they're under attack, and even being attacked for simply being men. There's no doubt about it, the devil is after men. But when a man's heart is touched by God, he can embrace his calling as a man and his God given roles in the family and in the nation. In this amazing series, 10 Powerful Men. Rick Renner will show you that even though there's no such thing as a perfect man, if any man will let God touch his life, he can become powerful. In this series, you'll learn about a man who didn't communicate right with his wife, a mistake maker who became the father of faith, an emotional man Jesus chose to be a leader, a murdering man that Jesus turned into an apostle, and so much more. This encouraging 10-part series will help any man embrace who God has made him to be, and it will help every man, teenager, or boy know that God has anointed him to be the best man he can be available in digital or physical formats. This series is available starting at just $20. And today, we're offering the 384-page book, All the Men of the Bible, by Herbert Lockyer, for just $19. This invaluable book describes the monumental feats of men named in the Bible and thousands of unnamed men who also carried out monumental achievements in their lifetimes. Don't miss this special offer, the 10-part series, 10 Powerful Men, and the book, All the Men of the Bible, by Herbert Lockyer. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
3: Well, they will call and say, I just happened to come across this this man and... His demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, He makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. It was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them.
0: My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project? Denise and I want to say thank you for letting us spend this time with you today. What a privilege. And please remember that right now we're offering you the entire series called 10 Powerful Men. Today we've been looking at Noah. Tomorrow we're going to look at Abraham, and it's really going to thrill you and encourage you. But anyway, order this 10-part series, and it comes with the study guide so that you can read it while you see it or while you hear it and really get the teaching down deep inside you, God wants to show himself strong to you. Say amen. And we're also offering you right now the book which is called All the Men of the Bible. What a resource. We recently offered the book All the Women of the Bible, but now it's time for All the Men of the Bible. And if you consider yourself a real student of the Word of God, this is a book that you need in your personal library. So order yours today. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book, which is called Life in the Combat Zone. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And please remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we really want to pray for you. We want to see God do something wonderful and mighty in your life. And the moment you call us, or send us your email, we're going to begin to really pray for you, and God really will move. But, Father, we thank you right now, in the name of Jesus, for this time that we've had today with our friend. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be released in their life. We ask you to bless their family, to bless their finances, to bless their health, to bless their home, to bless their employment. In the name of Jesus, we speak it to you. Amen. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. But until then, please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.